0: Welcome to What is Black, a parenting podcast where we discuss issues important to raising healthy and thriving Black children and teens. I'm your host, Dr. Jacqueline Dujay. So this is our last episode of season four. It's been quite a season, and I've been so excited about all the guests that we've had a chance to speak with and learn from. In today's episode, I have a special interview with author Sophie Isabel. We're going to talk about her upcoming YA novel, The Witchery. I had so much fun reading the novel and this conversation with Sophie. I can't wait to return for season five with some great new guests, topics, and so much more. So thank you so much for all your support during the season. And please subscribe to our newsletter so you can find out what we're working on while you're waiting for season five. I will be busy finishing up our documentary, Reading in Black, a celebration of Black children's literature. So stay tuned for that. That you can stay tuned for by being a subscriber to our newsletter and also finishing episodes, the season for Henry's Library, a children's podcast. And I'll also share some new podcast projects that we'll be working on that should be debuting this summer or later this year. So again, stay tuned. I'm always going to drop you know, recommend signing up for our newsletter to stay up to date. But you can also follow us on social media at What Is Black, W H A T I S B L K. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I'd love to hear from you and I can't wait to reconnect with you all soon. How are you doing today Sophie? I'm great how are you doing Jackie? I'm doing very well and as you know before we started the interview um, you know I definitely told you how much I enjoyed um, the book that we're going to talk about your new book upcoming book The Witchery so wanted to just get right into the conversation can you tell us a little bit about The Witchery in your own words?
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, So The Witchery is my debut YA novel. It's a paranormal or a contemporary fantasy, depending on what label you want to put on it. It's also a horror too. Um, And it's about a world very much like ours. It takes place in present day Florida. um, But witches exist and everyone knows it. So it's not like a lot of paranormal books where... The supernatural beings are in this like secret society. Uh, in the witchery, everyone knows witches exist. And our main characters go to a witch school in a town that is hexed. Um, so it's surrounded by this kind of mysterious swamp, and every autumn these monstrous wolves come out and attack people. So the whole thing is don't go into the swamp, don't go near the swamp. Um, and our characters, we have four witches and two mundanes so or non-magical boys who are trying to break the hex
0: once and for all. And they each
1: have their own reasons for doing so. And they get into a lot of mischief and trouble and fun. And it's a great time, I think.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I can attest to that. So I'll make sure I don't give any spoilers um, <laughs> as we have our conversation. But it's interesting. You know, you you talk about this, the six, right? there, are six main characters mm-hmm. that the story um, really follows. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about your process of trying to kind of keep track of all those characters and then, why you felt like it was important um to make that choice to have have a multiple you know multiple perspective multiple points of view to tell the story?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always loved multi POV novels, or even just like in in movies and TV shows. I love big casts, so stuff like X Men I grew up watching, where each X Men had their own different power, um, and they would come together to save the day. Like I love that sort of teamwork element and narrative. So. Um, and I, I started writing this book years and years ago, and I don't know what I was thinking with the six at the time. I knew I wanted my, my witches and then I wanted two non-magical characters as well. Because, you know, in this world where I said, witches exist and everyone knows that whether you're magical or not, you know, I was thinking of like, well, what do the mundanes of the town, the non-magical people of this town think about this? So I knew I wanted to have those perspectives as well, um, yeah, it's not easy. It's definitely, there's a, a lot of, uh, of notes, a lot of diagrams I've drawn for myself just to make sure each character has their own voice, uh, has their own arc within the whole narrative. Um, I, I've been telling people, I think this is going to be the last book I have with this many characters. Um, but it's also a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun to build those relationships and start to think about like, okay, these two characters are already best friends. What happens when they're interacting with this other person in the group that they haven't talked with? Um, there's a scene in the book where all the six are together and they're trying to figure out how to handle this problem they've sort of created in like the second half of the book. And that was a lot of fun to start thinking about like which character is going to be the voice of reason, who has the best Uh, opinion of how to solve this problem Um, so ultimately it's a lot of fun it's definitely difficult and I have a lot of messy notes to account for that
0: but I mean but I think you did such a great job because I think I mean to be honest there have been books in the past I've read that have multiple points of view and it was hard for me to figure out okay which which character's voice is this until like a couple chapters I'm just thinking like the one story I read I don't know if it was Gone Girl, one of the one of those kind of books, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it wasn't Gone Girl, but it was something similar. Girl in the Training or something like or that. Where they
1: flip back and forth. Yes, and, yes. And it yeah. took
0: me a while. But what I loved about your book is that even you have the voice, each each chapter, you know, has this unique voice. But what's nice is that you could follow the story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? So, you know, one one person, when one when one character's chapter ended. It picks up right shortly, either right after or shortly after, which made it easy, I think, to follow, but also provided, you know, almost like a, almost really like a 360 Mm -hmm. view of what was going on in the story.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I have heard people, you know, at Classic, my publisher saying like, you know, that they were really impressed with how I managed to do the six POVs and the story. And so I am really proud of myself. That's one thing about this book where I'm like, wow, you (laughs) pulled that off somehow. Um, Yeah, so I'm happy to hear that you enjoyed that, because I've definitely been in the same uh, seat where I've read a book with only three characters. And I'm like, who's talking? I can't even follow this. So I'm glad to hear that. That wasn't an issue. It sounds like for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved it. And I loved how, you know, you have different um, sections of the book, right. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good because you could tell where one ended and one began. Right. And it just amped up the, um, the mystery as mm-hmm. well as, you know, the antics that they were going, you know, the, the things that they were, they, the those teenagers were doing, mm-hmm. the characters were doing, which was great. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your inspiration for um, the witchery. Um, you talk, you know, in prior interviews, you were talking, you mentioned, um, your love of YA, paranormal, um, X Men. So I was just an anime, right? So I just wanted to, just curious, like how you were able to take your inspiration, right? And really, do you, one, do you feel like you were able to, to use that inspiration in the book? And if you did, how you were, how did you, Bridge that, you know, your childhood or early childhood to now presentate to write the yeah. book. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I definitely have been influenced by the books that I was reading and the shows I watched uh, growing up. But you know, I, I think you'll ask a lot of marginalized creators, writers, especially in kidlit and the YA space, uh, about uh, why they started to write, and they'll always mention, you know, not seeing themselves potentially in the books they were reading growing up. And that's really no different for me, although I think it's mostly in that speculative realm. So the sci-fi and fantasy, I think really was lacking in black characters and black authors for me growing up. Not so much on the realistic side. I don't uh, there there was a bit more there, but um I know for fantasy it was like you could see like the black best friend character but never Front center so that was a big thing for me um the majority of the characters are black and being able to put this on put them on this adventure was a lot of fun so i i think uh with respect to my influences part of it was like oh i love paranormal stories and another part of it was like i want to read a paranormal story with like black teens um so i'm going to write that um I think team dynamics are important. So yeah, like X Men, I mentioned some heist movies like Ocean's Eleven, where you have uh, a ton of different characters and like how how the script would flesh out those characters in their own right before bringing them into the group uh, was always really important. Uh, yeah, I ultimately just wanted to write a book that I enjoyed. You know, one thing they don't tell you about publishing, traditional publishing at least, is you're going to read your book over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, And so I think if I was writing something that I hated, it would be a painful process. But, you know, I wanted to have fun writing it and reading it. And I want, you know, teens to have that fun as
0: well. So now if you were to pick, I mean, this is a question I didn't prepare ahead of time, (laughs) but is if there's a character, I was just thinking about it, like if there was a character that you, if you had a choice, which one do you think would have been your best friend? (laughs) And who do you think you would have wanted to wanted to be as a teenager or even now? That's that's a good question. I it's funny, I've talked about
1: this with like my editor before and like my my agent, and like, oh, I wish I was Iris. And Iris is kind of the prickly, like, she's the necromancer of the group. So she does death magic and she's very kind of like goth and like into blood magic and all that stuff. But she's you know, she's very, she's an intense girl. So maybe I think I would say I would want her to be my best friend, because she would be like, on it, she would be the one to like, keep me going. And, and I love her style and her fashion. I I think the one I most like, uh, I think I'm a mixture of maybe like Talia and Trent. So Talia is this quiet green witch she kind of keeps to herself she's hiding this dark secret um and then we have on the opposite side trent who's very bubbly and very friendly and it's just like always down for a good time and i think the two of them are kind of who i was more like as a teen kind of quiet but when i had my group of friends
0: i was the one kind of like let's go do something fun <laughs> you know but you know but it's interesting and i hope that this isn't like too much of a giveaway Mm-hmm. You know you have you have the mundanes, right, but even the mundanes somehow are touched by by witchcraft, yes, yes, so so which I find was which which I found was like interesting, right, and again, everyone knows about it, but I'm just thinking i mean I think in terms of like real life, right, you know people there are certain types of people that exist, mm-hmm. but you may not necessarily come in contact with them, right, but in mm-hmm. this world, it's like. You know about it, but you are of it, right? You can't, mm-hmm. it's, it's just part of, it's just a normal, normal part of the existence for them, which I found really interesting.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking about, like, you know, if witches were real, what would society look like? What would schools look like? What would those witch schools look like? What would they learn? Um, and how would the mundanes, act because it's kind of scary to think oh this person's a witch they have all this power like what are they going to do with it should i not make them angry should i not you know and so uh with the mundanes, that's part of why i wanted to have those uh points of view um because i did wonder a lot about like how would they act in a real witchy world um so it was a lot of fun and yes the, both of the boys they do have some connection to magic that they know about or that they learn about within the book and it was a lot of fun to explore those dynamics as well
0: but it's interesting. I mean, you brought up a good point about the power that witches have mm-hmm. in the story, right? In this world that you built. And sometimes I think about, you know, again, you also have a lot of intersectionality, right? Between the characters. Um, as with anybody, right? There's multiple, multiple ways that, that we come into the world, how we identify. But this idea of power was really interesting for me in the sense that you would think in this world where witchery, witchcraft, Well, practicing witches, right? Have this power. In some ways, they sort of their power is ceded to the mundanes, in a very interesting way. Um, and it's almost so to me that was interesting as well, right? And I don't know if that was intentional on your part, but I was just thinking about it. Like, you know, that was that was interesting.
1: Yeah, and I and so this may not probably can't go in the episode. I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about the people. Um, since it's not announced. But uh, the next book does explore, particularly in like Jayla's point of view, like, why do we learn what we learn in which schools? Why? And you know, Jayla's kind of going down this path. Mm -hmm. She likes glory, she likes power, she wants to be loved. And that's something that the second book will uh, get a bit deeper into. Um, But that was all purposeful. Yes, this idea of this of this school and why witches are the way they are. Why don't they just take over the world? You know, if, if they're so powerful, and that's something that I'm kind of delving into in the second book. So, um, to answer your question, yes, I did it on purpose, and uh, a lot of that is the basis for for the future book.
0: Yeah, but I also think again. I think for me, when I talk, and I think one of, the, and I've mentioned this before in previous episodes. One of the reasons why I love talking to authors and using their books. Cause I think there are opportunities to learn where you can have fun and get entertained. But if you really go deep into, I think, or I I may be projecting as well, right. What I'm thinking about the book and the world world that we live in, like when we talk about um, and I'm just tying this right to, to the intent of my podcast, what is black, right. This idea of how, you know, this, this ideal of, of black women being super women, having this magic right and this power but but we're not seeing our power we have a power that's not um not seen or maybe not not acknowledged right so yeah. then you kind of have to you have to live with that it's like, okay I'm powerful right so in some ways I think there's a parallel to this book in terms of um how how the how these young women um these witches are being seen so I was, mm-hmm. I, again I just I think it's you can get very deep in this book. Yeah. Even yeah. Though, like I'm again, I'm adding to the deepness of the book, but I, that's what I loved about it. The more I kept reading it, I'm thinking there's all these layers yeah. to yeah. to what you wrote.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I, and I did think about that a lot, you know, this idea of like, oh, black women are going to save us. Oh, yeah, yeah, like all that pressure <laughs> um almost it feels dehumanizing too sometimes depending on who it's coming from like Why do we have to be responsible for saving everyone? And, you know, because uh, three of those main characters, you know, the main witches are black. I was like, okay, am I creating a narrative now where it's like up to these three black girls to save the town? On the other hand, I also did want to write an adventure where the protags were black girls. So they are going to save the world because that's the nature of the genre, right? Um, But yeah, all of that, these are all things that I thought about and- Um, it's, it's interesting. I'm excited to see what people think. So hearing your thoughts has been really nice because you're, I think the first person who I've really talked to at length about this book, um, who doesn't like work at my publisher or is a critique partner or something. So I appreciate that.
0: But I think the context is important as well, right? From my perspective, you have, you have all these young ladies, they have this friend, friend network, right? Mm -hmm. So they have this sisterhood. So it's not just them alone. Right, Right. Right. So I think that's important. And I think in a lot of instances, we're not, we don't see a lot of this, this friendship, right, where there's a support Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and this, um, they may be, you know, they may, again, just being, just being friends, right. What real friendship is like, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs, but there, you're really there to support each other. And I think that's really important, especially for young people, Mm -hmm. older people, right. to, To have that, to have that network, um, that someone understands what you're going through or will mm-hmm. listen to you yeah I agree so in writing the book I usually ask my lately I've been asking my authors is that was there a favorite part of writing the story and was there a least favorite part in writing your story
1: um i I think writing at some point always it always starts off really fun and then you're like 30,000 words in, and you're like what is this this is trash like what am I doing um, but I do think those friendship dynamics are the most fun to me because uh, you know the the four witches they start off in this friendship or three of them and then they, they bring in the new girl and then you have the two boys who were friends all, already so getting all the characters together all the six in one room I think the first scene when they're all together is in this like it's in the necromantic Emporium, which is this place where you can buy these like witchy antiques. and that was so much fun to have them all like clash their personalities, their thoughts, their opinions. Um, I love just any scene where the, all six of them were together were always a lot of fun. Um, uh, i I don't love action scenes. <laughs> I will say writing, crafting, action scenes. Uh, I feel like they always look really awesome in my head and then I go to write them and I'm like, she ran, she pulled out her wand, like it never sounds as exciting on the page as it does in my head. So that always takes some time. Um, so yeah, I, there, there are a lot of you know action moments in this book. And those were always pretty tough for me. I, I think I envisioned them like a stunt choreographer almost in my head. And I'm like, this, this looks super cool. And then writing it is always a little tough for me.
0: <laughs> so for, um for the book, did you did you have to do any research about the history of witchcraft at all?
1: I did. And I i mean, I did want to create something that was unique to the book and, and crafting the magic system um, was difficult. I, I, I think I was way more into the characters and the relationships versus I, I think I'm just a character person and not really so much a world building person. So it did take some of that research, particularly when it came to like plant names and, and stuff like that. Like, okay, do I want to pull things from the real world? Do I want to make my own? Um and having this being set in the present day meant that a lot of my research was kind of like, okay, how are schools, what would a what would a boarding school look like? What would a town this size, how many people should live in it or what have you? Um, but I did want to create something that was new and unique to the book. And also kind of simple. <laughs> like I didn't want anything that was too confusing for readers. Um, I want something that you could kind of easily follow along and um
0: you get sucked right into because I think what's interesting is, again, you know, you you say you like you know, this is also a horror as well. So I was thinking mm-hmm. about like,, I, mean, I don't know how you would do research for horror, like unless you watch horror movies, but I'm just thinking yeah. about even writing those those details, those horror details. I was like, I mean, because there are some things I was like, oh man, I didn't expect expect something to happen, right, or the way the way that it did. And I was like, okay how do you, how do you research this? And like, how do you actually think about like, how do you want to do this? Like play this out? I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, that was a Yeah. Yeah. that was interesting. It is
1: funny though, because I am a big scaredy cat. Like I don't watch a lot of scary movies. I don't read that much. Well, I'm reading more horror now, but uh, I've always just been a big scaredy cat. So it's, it's surprising. I remember when my, my editor told me, you know, you wrote a horror. And I was like, no, I wrote a fantasy She's like, well, it's scary. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't even really realize. So yeah, de- I, I think I'm trying to get more into like horror as a genre in movies and books. But my imagination, I don't know, I guess it's just kind of messed up already.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if it's messed up because I mean, it's no. not like it's so, I mean, I don't think it's it or anything, right? So it's not like, right. that. okay. But at the same time, it's it's kind of like, I could, you could fit, you could like even thinking back, like I could. I could hear like, you know, dun dun, you know, like the scary sound try right yeah. playing out. It's like, okay, okay. And then again, there was a lot of unexpected things, right? You know, people you didn't assume. Yeah, it's just a lot of unveiling. <laughs> it's like okay. No which spoilers. Is yeah, yes, yes, yes. No spoilers, no spoilers. But it's a magical book, right? So it's mm-hmm. like Yeah, stuff
1: happens. Things are gonna happen. Plot twists. Um I, I'm yeah, I'm really excited to hear what people think.
0: Which is cool, which is cool. And then my other question for you, I'm always looking at how stories can elevate, right? Elevate conversations about blackness and what it is to be black. And I wanted to get your thoughts about how you feel writing can do that. Mm-hmm. And if there's if there's an intention and opportunity to do that. Without I guess without the responsibility, I mean I don't want to put too much on writers, but I think mm-hmm. It's, a, I mean, it's an interesting, I think it's an, for me, it's an interesting um dynamic, right? To, and I think for some, for some black writers, you know, is there this intent to want to elevate and also at the same time tell a story, but then how do you like kind of walk that line without, you know, without losing your creativity?
1: Yeah, and I do sometimes feel like Uh, There's pressure. And I've always said, you know, black readers are not a monolith. So one black teen might like this book, another might not like, you know, we can't, one person can't represent everyone's uh, story. So I always say instead of, you know, hoping that a teen, a black teen is going to feel like, oh, this character is me, I know exactly how they are. I just hope they find something to love about it. Something to love about the characters, something that makes them feel like they can be the heroes in their own lives. Um, And, you know, this book is interesting because it's ultimately, yeah, it's a fantasy, it's a horror and it's an adventure, but, uh, but the characters are black. So they, that, that's part of them. That's not something you can ignore. And, you know, there is a scene where three of the black witches are um, talking about the, this one, witch who's joining the group and she's white. And they have this moment of like, if this goes wrong, we're going to get in trouble. She's not going to get in trouble, but we are. And I think it's just, you know, little things like that. The reader can be like, yeah, like, I understand that. I see that. Um, and I, I I don't know. I think stories are so powerful. Um, as a teen growing up, I was not really allowed to, like, have a social life in, in high school. Um, and so I, I went to books. I always say I was a reader before I was a writer. And even something as simple as just like uh, having a hard day at school and then coming home and picking up my favorite book and forgetting about what happened, this embarrassing moment or I got in trouble at school or whatever. Like just that the way that stories can transport you out of your life and into the pages of the book, I feel like is so powerful. And that's part of why I decided to write for teenagers. Um you know, I want to do that for kids the way books did for me. So, so yeah, I do, I do feel like there is a responsibility. Um, and, you know, I, but I, I try to not put too much pressure on myself to represent every single reader. It's going to be, you know, for me, I just, I hope they find something
0: that they loved in it once they, you know, read the final page. I think that's awesome. So before we, that's it for my questions. And I, you know, enjoyed spending the time to talk with you about, I mean, like I said, I really, really enjoyed the book Um, and I hope um, more people when the book officially comes out, they'll like, they'll like just buy multiple volumes and copies. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) So before, before we go, is there anything else we'd like to share or even, you know, where, um, where our audience can learn more about you and your work? Yeah, of course. So The Witchery, like
1: I said, it's my debut. It'll be out July 26th, 2022. Um, assuming I don't know if you've heard about all these release dates that have been changing assuming that stays it'll be out this July um, and I am online my website is sisabelbooks.com. I'm on Twitter uh, S. Isabel Writes, and my Instagram handle is the same although Instagram I haven't updated in like two months probably but <laughs> that's where you can find me and yeah like I mentioned I'm, I'm super excited to have teens read this book and I cannot wait to hear their thoughts
0: thank you so much Sophie thank you for having me you're so welcome Thank you for listening and thank you for our special guest today, Sophie Isabel. Music and editing for this episode by Manny Simone. We want to grow our community, so please tell a friend about the podcast. And you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I know this is our last episode for the season, but again, I want to say how appreciative I am for all your support. You're listening, you're sharing the podcast, you're rating and reviewing it so that people can learn about the podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I can't wait to talk with you all again in season five. But again, just another reminder, follow us on social media for updates and also sign up for our newsletter. You can sign up for our newsletter at whatisblack.co and follow us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at whatisblack at W-H-A-T-I-S-B-L-K. And also, while you're waiting for season five, you can subscribe, rate and review my new kids podcast, Henry's Library, and stay tuned for more. Thank you so much. And till next time, wishing you peace, wellness and joy and a reminder that you're seen and matter.